This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you really rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. Let's go to our guests. Now our guests, we guys gave you a quick hint in the intro who he is. Outstanding individual. Let's break it down. Product of Pahokee High School, Florida State University, where he won a national championship. One of the greatest wide receivers to play for the Arizona Cardinals. He also won a championship with the Baltimore Ravens. Three-time Pro Bowl player. 2015 Walter Payton Man of the Year. He wasn't just balling on the football field, but he was also balling in the communities as well. Anquan Bowden is joining us here. All things covered. Pat P. Bryant McFadden. QB, man, thank you for joining us. How you feeling? I'm good, bro. What's poppin'? Man, listen. Hey, before we get a jump in, in our conversation, man, he got a backdrop is heavy, Pat P. He got some legends back there, bro. You see him? I see him. <laughs> Q, fill us in on some of the jerseys, man. I see, I see Rice. That's the ultimate goat right there. But who, yeah, are, who you, else you got you in the backdrop? Have, you gotta have Rice back there. Um, I got like Walter Payton, Gail says, Ray Lewis, Warren Moon, Eric Ooh. Dickerson. Oh man. I mean, I got I got a squad back there, E Reed, no question. He got some legends, man. I hope everyone is watching us on YouTube, but if you're not watching us on YouTube, make sure you go chime in so you can see some of the legendary players he got in his backdrop. Uh, but let's take it back to the beginning. You know what I mean? Let's go back to your roots in Pahokee, Florida. Now, a couple of months ago, we had Fred Taylor on. You know what I mean? He gave us a breakdown of that area, uh, but he went to the rival, Glade Central. What did it mean to get a win over Glades back in the annual Muck Bowl when you participated for Pahokee High School? Yeah, man, that's a that's a huge rivalry. I think anybody who grew up in Florida, you know, know about the Muck Bowl. Um, I mean, it's a game you dream about playing in as a as a young boy. You know, what I'm saying playing Sandlot football coming up in that area. So, you know, getting that win or getting getting a win at any time in the Muck Bowl is is definitely big. Yeah, right? and also too, the the stadium is named after you. Is uh, is Anquan Bowden Stadium, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and you were Mr. Football in 1998. Your senior year, you beat Glade Central 34 to to 14. And you boys, oh, y'all was undefeated. Yeah, both teams were undefeated. We were number one. They were two. Oh, yeah. okay. Because you, you won state your senior year? No, we, lost, we actually lost state, so we went 14 and one. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, they were, we were number one. They were number two. It should have been a shutout, to be honest. They scored. Uh, I, 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 I left the game for a series, so my backup quarterback threw a pick six. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we were up 34 seven in the fourth quarter and we just took all our starters out and they scored another touchdown. So mm, uh, honestly, it should have been 34 nothing, but you know, <laughs> yeah. and you played quarterback in high school. 
what position did you want to play in college? Because we also saw you play a uh, backup quarterback role in a, in a bowl game, if I'm not mistaken. I remember watching Sugar that. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. I, went, I went to Florida State to play quarterback. But when I got there, man, it was they wanted me to sit two years behind Winky. But originally, me being, me being recruited to Florida State, Chris Winky was actually hurt. He had just had surgery on his neck. Mm-hmm. And when I see him, when I saw him, man, he, I mean, he couldn't throw a tennis ball five yards. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, this dude ain't going to be able to play. You know what I'm saying? But I ended up signing to Florida State. And when I get there, shoot, he, he looked good, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they wanted me to sit behind Chris Winky, who was a junior at the time. Yeah. And for me, I had never I had never sat behind anybody. So I'm like, man, I need to get on the field. So I went to Coach Bow and I'm like, hey, coach, man, I'm watching practice more than I'm, I'm participating. So I got to switch positions. So he asked me, he was like, well, what position do you want to play? I said, man, I go to safety. I play, you know, I play safety in high school. So I'm like, I go over to safety. Mm-hmm. So he was like, nah, nah. He was like, uh, if you're going to switch positions, we got to see you with the ball in your hand. So if you're going to switch, you can either go to receiver or running back. I'm like, man, I ain't going to running back. So <laughs> <laughs> I go to receiver. So, I mean, you know, the rest is history. Yo, that, that's funny because, you know, uh, instinctive coaches, they see things when other other people don't see things. You know what I mean? And your first initial position change, you wanted to play safety. But he said, no, we got to keep that football in your hand. You know what I mean? And that, that's that's ironic how things kind of work out be unexpected because you played safety in high school. So you were comfortable backpedaling, you know, covering people and tackling. Yeah, uh, but, but, yeah, but Mickey Coach went me. cool with it though. When oh, Mickey, Mickey did. Found, what? When Mickey found out that I switched positions and Coach uh-huh. Coleman let me go to uh, safety, he was hot. <laughs> oh, because he wanted you in the secondary. <laughs> <laughs> that made that sound like him. Yeah, yeah Mickey was hot, bro. <laughs> that, that, that definitely sounds like him. So, uh, you know, being one of the top players in the country, you go to Florida State, you make the, the the position change to wide receiver. When you get to Tallahassee, there was a guy who was already made man and Peter Warwick, you know, torching every defense he played against. What was the most impressive thing you saw him do? And what did you learn from him, especially making that transition to wide receiver? Yeah, I think at that time, man, me, <laughs> this may sound crazy, but, Honestly, man, at, at Florida State, we didn't have a receiver coach, bro. We just <laughs> played off pure Keep it real. Talent. Yeah, keep it real. We, keep it real. <laughs> we played off pure talent. <laughs> I didn't learn receiver until I got to the NFL. <laughs> hey, so, hey, break break, break it down for our listeners and our viewers, Quan, some of the other guys that were in that receiver room your freshman year when oh, y'all won that championship. Bro, we was deep. I'm talking about it was Pete, Ron Dugans, Lavernius Cole, Snoop Menace, Rob J, uh huh, um, Talman Gardner, uh, Greg Moore, and I was like the odd man out because all of these dudes had played receiver their entire life, you know what I'm saying, or had been playing receiver for for years. Mm-hmm. And I come in there and I'm just coming from quarterback. Never, never ran a route a day day of my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm fresh off the block. I remember when I first went to receive, I wouldn't even touch gloves because. I was a quarterback and I was yeah. touching the ball with my hands to I put on gloves and that joint felt funny. I'm going out <laughs> to practice the first day and I have on gloves and I can't even feel the ball. I just snatched the gloves off, bro. I'm out there naked. Bare <laughs> hands. Bare hands. Old school. Bare hands, bro. But yeah, I mean, I learned from them dudes really. I mean, no disrespect. Jeff Bow was our coach, but man, he just was in the receiver room, really. Um, yeah. But I just I learned from them dudes really, 
you know, running routes or, I mean, we really didn't just, you was more athletic than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know how to stop quicker than everybody else. I mean, really our game was built off of getting yards after the catch. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean, like I said, I didn't really run learn the nuances of playing receiver until I got to the NFL. Yeah. And you definitely was a yak king. It's been almost <laughs> 18 years since your, your rookie debut and you set the league on fire in your first game, tying the NFL record with 217 receiving yards. How did you go from a second round pick to rookie of the year? How was that uh that transformation coming from college to the league? Yeah, it was um it was actually easier to, easier than I expected. And I and the reason I say that is because like at Florida State at that time, man, we had a we had a team where okay, I played at Florida State three years. Mm -hmm. I played for two I played on two national championship teams, and then my last year we played in the Sugar Bowl. But B Mac can attest to this. When we used to practice during the week, actually, offense and defense never got along. Mm -mm. Like <laughs> we weren't we were not a team until Saturday. No right question. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we had we no had question. we had Mark Rick as our offensive coordinator, mm. and then you got Mickey Andrews, and, and they don't like each other. Also, and <laughs> Mickey Andrews and Chuck Amato on the defensive side of the ball. So um. when we go into practice, only thing Coach Rick telling us if we don't kick the defense butt today, we run it, mm. and you ain't want to run at that time. Like this was um. a time where we were still doing mat drills. We got stadiums. Right. We doing all that crazy. We were doing mat drills before a Monday practice. That's yeah, agilities, yeah. yeah. Yeah, bro, like that's yeah. how bad it was. Like we would do agilities before practice and then go do 34 periods in practice. So like it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. So we, <laughs> and yeah, and after the 34 periods, mm. if we didn't win that day. You still gotta run gases. You gotta run gases. Mm. You gotta run gases. So I'm talking about, we didn't we didn't like the defense. The defense didn't like us. So every day during the during the week was a battle. I'm talking mm -hmm. about we fighting during the season. I'm talking about it looked like training camp, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's the kind of that's that's how we played. And then Saturday the we came to, you know what I'm saying? Saturday we came together. That was yeah. the only day we was a team on no Saturday. Question. But yep. Saturdays were so easy because we competed the, the entire week leading up to Saturday. Like, Saturday was like a day off for us. Like, mm -hmm. okay, we get to go out, play especially, somebody else. Hey, especially we playing somebody like Wake Forest, uh, oh. you know what I mean? Uh, we, got, we ain't yeah. even taping up for that game. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, when I got to the NFL, it was it was different. Guys mm -hmm. weren't competing like that. It was dudes brother-in-law and each other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, So, for me, it was like, man, this this the league? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and I still had the same mindset coming from, from Florida State. Like, back then we were doing two-a-days. We hit both practices, morning mm -hmm. and evening. So, like, you just had that dog mentality. Like, man, hey, we got to get it. So, when I got to the league, they actually had to tell me to back off. Like, hey, man, like, calm it down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> we can't get hurt out here. You know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> You know that was my mindset. So yeah. you know, once we got to the game, man, it, it was it was actually easier than than when I was at Florida State. Yeah, and there's actually I think what nine wide receivers have won offensive rookie of the year, and three since 2000. If I think that's the that's the number three since 2000. Oh, also, yeah, and we had Justin Jefferson on the show. Uh, he he been on the show with us twice. He actually broke your record this past season. 
So watching him and seeing how he was dominating, were you cheering for him, QB, to break the record, or you still wanted to keep that record to yourself? Nah, I mean, I was cheering for him. You know what I'm saying? I like to see the young boys come up, you know what I'm saying, do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how the game should be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, records should be broken because the dudes who come before you actually give you something to shoot for. You yeah, it's a true statement. Like, if you got if you got a dude who threw for 4,500 yards this year, 30 touchdowns, five five interceptions, like, that set the mark for the next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, he threw for 4,500. I'm finna throw for 5,000 or he got seven picks. I'm finna go get 10. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think it's always, it should always be that way because you give the people that come behind you something, something to shoot for. Yeah. Oh, no, talking about the success you had your rookie year in Arizona, uh, clearly you, you were the guy you showed them that you can be not just a player, but the player. Uh, what was your, your initial reaction when the team drafted uh, Larry Fitz, number three overall, and then, went and got Bryant Johnson in the first round of 2003. Well, well, BJ what, what, actually- BJ was in your draft. Yeah, he actually he was in, he, he was in He was in your draft, yeah. So the, and then the, the following year, they got Larry Fitz. Right, the year yeah. I got drafted, um, Arizona actually had two, two first round picks. Mm-hmm. They uh, had the 17th and the 18th pick. So they picked Brian Johnson out of Penn State with the 17th pick. And they picked Calvin Pace out of Wake Forest. The linebacker. Yeah, he played yeah. Being, um, yeah, we picked him with the the 18th pick, and then they picked me in the in the second round, uh-huh. 54th pick. And for me, man, it was you know our rookie year was crazy, bro. Like I was t- <laughs> I was telling somebody this the other day. <laughs> when I got to the NFL, I was so naive, like because I had just came from Florida State, and I'm used to playing in big games. I'm used to playing in championship games. You mm-hmm. know so when I get to the um. When I get to the, the Cardinals, I didn't realize how bad our roster was. Like, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking about, bro. When I look back over the, our roster right now, bro, like, uh, it was hor- horrible. So I was telling somebody the other day, number one, I had never seen Arizona play on TV before I got mm-hmm. drafted. Dang. Like, legit, I had never yeah. seen them play on TV. That's how bad the franchise was. Uh-huh. And then when I get there, I didn't know nobody on the roster yeah. except for the free agent acquisitions they had just made. So okay. my rookie year came coming in, they they went out in free agency and they got Emmett Smith. So I knew Emmett, but mm-hmm. you know, Emmett was on the you know the last leg of his career. He was older. Yeah. Um, they picked up Jeff Blake in free agency. Yep. Jeff was older. And then who else? And then I knew um, DJ Dexter Jackson mm-hmm. because he had just came over from Tampa. He won, you know, they had just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he Florida State. So yeah, Florida yeah. State. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So those were the only three people I knew on the roster, bro. Like no lie. Mm. So, and I'll tell you, I, I told somebody this the other day when I named my receiver core my rookie year. I guarantee you won't know nobody on there. Man, I'm trying to, you know what, you know, I I, I, I consider yeah, myself like his story. Bro. So I remember Brian Johnson from Penn State. He was first DJ. rounder. Yeah, right, you, you, God damn, <laughs> I even remember Jeff Blake. I'm trying to think who's another receiver. Shit. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. I can't think of a tight end. Go ahead, bro. Uh, was, was Big Leonard Williams on that line, right? Was he on the line then? Leonard Davis. Leonard Davis. Leonard Davis from Texas. He was on the line, right? 
I'm talking about skill right, position, bro. Man, <laughs> I can't even. Oh, I remember y'all had a corner. What was the little corner, the short corner 27? Macklin or? He wasn't there then. Oh, he wasn't there then. Dang. I'm t- at corner, we had we had D Starks. Oh, but, I forgot but, he was out there. But D Starks got hurt. D Starks actually never played a game. Hmm. Oh, that's why I forget. That's why I didn't register. Never played a game. Uh-huh. So on my receiver core, bro, I had Brian Johnson, who was a rookie. He had just got mm-hmm. drafted with me. I had Jason McAdley. Oh, I wasn't going to get that. Brian Gilmore. Wasn't going to get that. Kevin Casper. Definitely wasn't going to get that. <laughs> and Nate Poole. Yeah, Casper used to run, though. I remember him. He had some He, he had some running. He can go, right? Was that the fast the fast guy? He used to play for the Eagles? No. Oh, I'm talking about somebody else. Out of, uh, little white dude out of, I forget what college he went to. But I thought, oh, okay. Bro, that was my receiver core. Mm. So you you, you and BJ had all the pressure. Bro, <laughs> it, was a, it was a game my rookie year. I promise you. We went in the game with five receivers. Matter of fact, this was the third game of the year. And mind you, my rookie year, we played at ASU Stadium. Yeah. We didn't yeah, have a yeah, stadium. Yeah. yeah. So huh. it's, it's 110 degrees. Oh. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah. oh, that Arizona heat different too. No, listen, it's 110 degrees. We playing Green Bay, third game of the year. It's probably about 15,000 people in the stands, if that. <laughs> <laughs> so we playing Brett Favre. We go into the game with five receivers. Before halftime, three of them get hurt. Oh, uh, y'all got two. Y'all gonna play straight 21 personnel, regular personnel. <laughs> Personnel, okay. <laughs> we got the second half. It's me and Brian Johnson, two rookies out there gutting it. Damn. I'm talking oh. about there was some series where I'm looking to the sideline, like, man, I hope we don't get this third down. So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't never heard that one before. But <laughs> I don't want anyone to convert Listen, the third down. <laughs> I'm like, man, look, I hope we don't convert this third down because I need a breather, bro. <laughs> and we go. At the end of the game, we go two minutes to win it, bro. Oh Damn. man, two minutes—that's crazy. We had we had a um tight end, Freddie Jones. He was our tight end at the time. Uh-huh. He was flexed out as the F. Hmm. So we going like three, we going three wides, but we it's only actually two receivers, and we got a tight end flexed out. Yeah, but we go two minutes to win it at the end. We score. Hmm. Brett Favre come down, DJ pick him off to seal the game. Wait a minute, so y'all won that ball game. Bro, yeah. we won. <laughs> so look, this the only game I went. St- I ain't go eat. I ain't do. N- I went straight home and got in the bed, bro. <laughs> Man, y'all was out there in that heat too. Mind you, this a this a one o'clock game, so the game get over about four four thirty. Right. I you go home, go to sleep, and I wake up the next morning. Ooh, they got it. Hey, they the got it. The next morning, that. I wake up. I don't lost ten pounds, bro. Oh no question. <laughs> that Arizona heat different, man. Oh my goodness. Well, you said it was the third week, right? So it's still early in the year. Bruh, it's early September. Yeah. yeah it get hot out there. And speaking of your uh, your receiver core, you know, the Cardinals end up drafting Larry Fitz. Um, how how did you guys avoid any conflict or letting egos get in the way by having two of the best receivers in the league on the same team? I think for me, man, like I welcome Fitz. Um, mm. like I said, I our our roster was depleted when I got there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so any player who I felt like was going to help us win, I'm all on, I'm on board. Matter of fact, like 
I started recruiting dudes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in the off season would come around, you know, we'll be at charity basketball games and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, hey man, what, what you think about AZ? You know what I'm saying? Like, come out here and rock with me, da 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 da, whatever. So for me, it was all about winning. I wasn't, I wasn't cool with, you know what I'm saying? Like that losing thing, like that was for the birds, but right. anybody who's gonna help me win, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's done? You think he retired? You think he'll come back mid-season? Fitz? Yeah. That's that's hard, man. I can I I think it's 50-50 right now. Um mm-hmm. I think for Fitz, me knowing Fitz and me talking to him, like one thing he I think if he walks away now, he'll he'll regret not not winning a championship. Yeah. I think that's the only thing, you know what I'm saying, that he feels like is missing off of his resume. Right. But then again, like in the situation that he's in, that he's in, I mean, he's been in one, been on one team for his entire career, been yeah. on one organization. And when you do that and you're talking about what, about 17, 18 years, yeah. Yeah. it's difficult to go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially it's difficult just to, to make that move at the beginning of training camp, mm-hmm. but to make that move during the year where you got to learn a new city, you got to learn players. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a huge transition in itself. So I would say it's, it's a, it's a 50, 50 chance, man. Yeah. Hey, can you share with us some of the bets you and Fitz used to make in the locker room? I, I think against the defense or something like that. Uh, you know, but the stats you guys would get. Yeah. Uh, we, well, we used to have, we used to have these deals going around in the locker room all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, offense and defense, you know what I'm saying? Like, We'll be in the meeting room and we'll be like, hey, if you get a pick six, I got 500 on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or if you get a, a sack fumble, you know what I'm saying? I got 300 on that. And, it, and depending on who you're playing against, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? That week, especially if it's like a a, a divisional game, like the Big prices game. go up, right? Yeah. So <laughs> there was a point in time for us, like nobody didn't want to put money on our books because we'll be like, okay, if a receiver get 100 yards, they was like, man, y'all get a hundred yards every game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we ain't finna give away money, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but we used to have, you know, deals like that. So we had to bump it up to like 120, you know what I'm saying, in a tug or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But yeah, it was a it was a point in time, man, where I think like 2005, we both had a hundred catches, fourteen hundred yards, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Yeah. What, what yeah. was your biggest collection then on, on one of those bets? Mm. Man, um, I think we played Seattle. We played Seattle. It was a divisional game. We played Seattle in Seattle, and I went off for like a, a, a hundred and eighty something. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, got like I don't know. It was probably like close to ten grand or whatever. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> he said that price go up for a divisional price game. Prices go up. <laughs> hey, ooh, what year was that? You remember what year that was? I forget that what year that was. Mm-hmm. I forget what year it was. Okay. And you're talking about Larry Fitzgerald and his outstanding career in that championship. Uh, you were able to win a championship with the Ravens. Um, but do you still think about the Super Bowl loss to the Steelers? Yeah, definitely. I think what haunts it, you the most about that loss? Or what you think about the most? I mean, just the fact of I felt like we should have won it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's two plays. There's the play right before the half. Mm-hmm. Interception, right? Um, with uh, what's his name? The D. James Harrison. James Harrison. That yep. that that play, which is a fourteen point swing, 
No question. And then the play at the end with Santonio, um, mm-hmm. I think those are the, the two plays that, that stand out. No question. They, they're the two plays that stand out for us, too. Yeah, those are big plays. Yeah, because yeah, y'all scored that touchdown before halftime. Y'all were getting the ball back. I mean, right. both of those plays were history. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big time history plays. But uh, you had another shot at it in 2011, end up losing to the Patriots uh, in an AFC championship game. But you guys end up beating them in 2012 title game. How intense was that rivalry, rivalry with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick during that time? Man, that was a uh, that was a that was a heated rivalry, and I, I honestly feel like the Patriots didn't respect nobody at that time except for the the Ravens. Like they right. knew every time they played the Ravens, like it was gonna be a dog fight. So mm-hmm. we, and for me, I had never played against um, I had never played against the Patriots until I got to uh, Baltimore. Uh-huh. So my first year we played, um, well, a year before I got there, I think Baltimore actually played them in the playoffs. Um, and that's when Ray Rice went crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I think the first the first play of the game, he broke it for like seventy five, something like that. So, the um, the Ravens ended up running it. Um, so my first year I got there, we played at Foxborough. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat us, and then my my second year we played them in the AFC Championship. And bro, we should have. So we should have went to two Super Bowls back to back. When I was in Baltimore, we had. I know y'all will remember when I talk about it. Lee Evans. Dropped that touchdown. He dropped that touchdown. Bro. Yeah, he dropped that touchdown. I'm talking about in the in the end zone. zone. zone, Like I think he just relaxed and and thought he had it, bro. Just so he had it and he just let it go. I don't know what happened. So he had it, but then after even after that, we came down, we drove down to tie the game up. Billy Cunder. We had the um little chip shot. Mm -hmm. Shank the chip shot with like seconds left on the clock. Yeah. Um, so we lost that one. And then we come back the next year, we actually played them in the regular season. At Baltimore, we beat them. And then we play them in the AFC Championship game. And we said to ourselves, it ain't nowhere in the world they gonna win this one. Like, mm-hmm. we already knew what time it was. Talk, talk about your experiences in playing in two different conferences. Like you was in the NFC, the majority of your career, and then you get traded to Baltimore. Was there a difference in play or the style of play compared to NFC compared to the AFC? Yeah, I, I think there's a uh, there's a difference in the style of play, especially playing in the um, the AFC North. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the AFC North, man, it's it's a it's a rough league. You know what I'm saying? Like you going, you know, Baltimore, um, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, even even Cleveland. Like, mm-hmm. Bro, I hated playing Cleveland, <laughs> like especially at Cleveland because for some reason they always put us on going to Cleveland, like in December. Oh man, when it's, when it's ugly cold too. Man, That's a different so, goal. <laughs> bro, <laughs> yeah, we go to you go to Cleveland and you don't know what you're gonna get. Like, mm-hmm. it, it can be, be sleeting, it can be raining, it can be snowing, it can be all three. And the fans disrespectful. You just know it's gonna be cold. So. Yeah. One year we go to Cleveland. I kid you not, bro. We threw the ball five times. <laughs> five times, bro. Ray Rice had over 200, and Ricky Williams had like 150. Oh, forgot y'all had Ricky. Bro, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking, we threw the ball five, because the wind was blowing so hard. Yeah. You, you couldn't throw the ball going one end. Right. Like, 
we tried to throw a, a hitch route. And you know, Joe Flacco got a strong arm. Mm-hmm. Man, the ball dropped right in front of me. Like, <laughs> it died on you. <laughs> Bro, it's, we ain't throwing no more. So those leagues are different. The mm-hmm. NFC West, it's a tough league. And like, in the NFC West, especially, man, when you have Seattle, San Fran, you got the Rams and the Cardinals banging at one time. Like, mm-hmm. when I was in the league, I think all all four of those teams made it to the Super Bowl, or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So like that that's how good that that league is. Like, mm-hmm. you are gonna have one of those teams playing for for the Super Bowl at some point in your career. Yeah. So it's different, but both of those leagues are tough, man. Like, the the AFC North is a black and blue league. You know what I'm saying? Run the ball, hard nose, big hits, da 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 da, whatever. But the NFC West, man, that's that's a I'm talking about all four teams in one year can be like this year. It's gonna mm-hmm. be it's gonna be a tough year, you know what I'm saying, for whoever comes out of there, because you pretty much gonna beat each other up. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. No question. Well, hey Quan, we're talking about 2012 playoffs. What clicked with you in the connection of with Joe Flacco, especially in that playoff run? Your stats in 2012 in the playoffs, 22 receptions, 380. Four touchdowns, Joe Flacco twelve uh, in the playoffs, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and four of them he threw to you. But what clicked between you and the quarterback, Joe Flacco, in that playoff run? Jim Caldwell. Mm. So, like, <clears throat> Jim Caldwell didn't start the season as our OC. We had Cam Cameron. And y'all got – he got fired, right? Yeah. Yeah, he ended up getting fired, like, like the latter part of the season. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um. I think it was close to like week 12 or something like that. Yeah. He ended up getting fired. Five weeks or something like that. Yeah. And then if you look at if you look at the offense from from that point on, completely different offense. You know what I'm saying? So like that most people be like, what happened? Jim Caldwell, bro. Like mm. Jim, and he was the type dude, he he would come. I remember we were playing um the Colts in the first round. So he came to me, um, this was like a couple of weeks prior to, and he told me, he said, if you don't have a catch in the first, in the first quarter, I want you to get on the phone and let me know. Right. So I'm like, man, you know, that ain't, that ain't even my style or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, the time goes on and we, we in the first round, we playing the, um, the coach and we come in after halftime. I think we, we up or the game is close or whatever. And he comes to my locker. He said, how many catches do you have? And I was like, none. He was like, didn't I tell you if you didn't have a catch to jump on the phone? So I'm like, you know what I'm saying, coach, man, I'm, hey, that ain't me. Like, we winning, so I'm straight. He was yeah. like, all right, I'll fix that. Bro, I'm talking about the second half, I had like 150. Like, <laughs> but, but that's the kind of, because he was like, look, if we going to win it, we need, we need you to make plays because it's not so much of the, you know what I'm saying? Like the playmaking ability is more so like when you make plays, you get everybody else involved. Like the okay. defense plays harder. The running backs gonna run the ball harder. You know what I'm saying? So like we need you to make a play. So when they see you, everybody mm. else go harder. So that's the kind of coach that he was, you know what I'm saying? So you will see like throughout the playoffs, like he will always say, I'm gonna get you the ball and I'm gonna get it to you early because if I get the ball in your hands early, it's gonna change everybody else, offense mm. and defense. Yeah. And moving on to the second round. Oh, I think that was the AFC championship. 
What was going through your head when Joe Flacco heaves it up down to Jones? He catches it, go to the end zone. Oh Can't man, what round that was? But that was, was that was second was, round. I thought that was the second round. What was going yeah. through your head when you saw the ball in the air <laughs> heading in Jones' direction? Man, um, first of all, it was cold as crap, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was minus twenty. Ooh. So <laughs> minus twenty. Minus 20, bro. I didn't know it was that cold. Minus 20. I'm talking about, it was so cold. Remember Marshall Yonder, our offensive lineman? Yeah, yeah. I remember he was a dog, we, too. Yeah. We were yeah. in a huddle. It was like in a, in a timeout. It was so bad, bro. Like, you know when you had a commercial break? Mm -hmm. And you'd be in a huddle on the field? We had right. dudes running to the sideline to get a jacket. No, to get a jacket? Bro, it was cold, fam. I'm talking about. So Marshall Yonder, he's drinking water. Uh -huh. You know how that offensive lineman squirt the water? And he had the beard. His beard was frozen. Dang. From just, I'm talking about from the time he did this and gave it back to the trainer. It's frozen. His beard was frozen. Like, yeah. That's how cold it was. But, you know, we going on in that game. And that game actually went into overtime. So after um, mm -hmm. after Jacoby uh, caught that touchdown, we going to overtime. And I remember the, uh, the Denver players were like, hey, man, y'all need to make a play because you know what I'm saying? We trying to get up out of here, bro. It's cold. Huh? <laughs> no, no. They were man. like, look, they said, look, look. They said either y'all make a play or we make a play. But bro, we need to end this game because it's what? cold out here. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you all in now. So we just got to try to finish the drill. <laughs> bro, it was cold. Bro. Wow. Yeah, Seeing that pass, man, like mm. it looked like time just stopped. No mm. question. It looked like that on TV too. Bro, it like time just stopped. And then we see the the, the safety more. Wow. I see him, and I'm I think like Raheem Moore. Yeah, Raheem Raheem Moore. I'm like, wow. this dude took a bad angle. Oh man, <laughs> no question. He was flat footed, bro. Jacoby is sitting back there like a punt, mm -hmm. like because he caught it in the bread basket, and you right, see okay. old boy like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like bro, he finna catch this ball and scored. <laughs> man, that was the unthinkable. I didn't think. I didn't think y'all had a shot. I definitely didn't think y'all had a shot, man. That's that, that's one. That's a that's a big time play that that doesn't get talked about. It don't get talked about enough. But yeah, for us though, like that whole season was like that because we had a we had a situation in San Diego. If we don't if we don't beat the Chargers, we don't even make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So we're playing the Chargers. They actually up, and it's the fourth quarter, and bro, it's fourth and it's like fourth and twenty something. So we call four verts. Everybody know, you know what I'm saying? Fourth and 20 something, we call four verts. Oh, I remember that play. Bro. I remember that, dump it off the weight, Ray Rice. Bro, listen, I I'm running that. up the scene because I know he got to throw it deep. He's right. 21. <laughs> I turn around and look at Joe to see where he throwing the ball. I remember that. This man threw a dump off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, listen. <laughs> this man threw a check down. Oh, fourth and 20-something. <laughs> a fourth and 20-something. If Mind you, if we don't get this fourth down, we don't make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. This man threw a swing route to the right. I'm on the left to the slot. And when he throws the ball, I put my hand on my hips like this. <laughs> like, bro, Ray Rice you, did the rest, though. Like, bro, are you serious? Yeah. So Ray Rice catches the ball from the right. He cuts all the way back cross field. Yeah, it was crazy. crazy so now run. I'm seeing him run. I'm like, oh snap, he got a shot. 
Yeah. He comes and Eric Weddle, he come and I see him at the corner of my eye. He the last person Ray got to beat. I just got a beam on him. <laughs> <laughs> when I hit him, bro, I felt everything from his body leave. <laughs> bro, he was asleep before he hit the ground. <laughs> hey, hey, one thing people don't realize with Quan, boy, you better keep your head on the swivel. Oh, no, oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> you better keep your head on the swivel. Hey, the tell me, oh, no question. Boys are like, hey, man, Mac, what's wrong with your, your Florida State boy? Like, what y'all talking about? I said, man, he out here hitting everything. I'm like, y'all, boy, better keep your eyes alert. They ain't a regular wide receiver. He looking for action. I right, boy, yeah, I remember. Man, we got to get – I hope Eric can get that clip and, and add this because when you hit him, yeah, you he was sleeping. He was snoring He was snoring on the way down. Bro, <laughs> I just felt everything leave his body. And when I hit him, he hit somebody else. Mm. And, like, Ray, like, he just did get, like, the, the yardage he needed, bro. And, like, yeah. We went on and scored and won that game, but that's how we got in the playoffs, bro. Yeah, I mean, you know how it is. To win a championship, it's not always the best team. You got to be lucky as well. You got to have some things bounce in your favor. Yeah, I yeah. had quite a few bounces. Last question for you before we transition to the superlative part of the show. What are your thoughts on the Hall of Fame? Uh, this You will be eligible next year for the very first time. Is it something that you think about when it comes to, you know, validation of your outstanding career? Nah, not not really. To be honest with you, only time I ever, I ever think about it if somebody say something about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not one of them dudes who sit around like you know what I'm saying, trying to advocate to get in or whatever. Like you just play, bro, and you know what I'm saying. You let your work speak for itself. If you mm-hmm. get voted in, great. If not, you know what I'm saying. I, I felt like I had a, a great time playing football. You know what I'm saying. 14 years for me, it was all about winning the championship and securing my family for. The rest of their life. So for me, you know what I'm saying? I accomplished everything that I wanted to mm-hmm. when you talk about playing in the NFL. Gotcha. Do you think you will get in? We'll see. You know what I'm saying? Well, let like, me get if you if you're talking about numbers, I mean you, I, I got your numbers right here. You know <laughs> I got your numbers right here. Eric gonna keep us with the stats. Number nine all time in receptions over a thousand. I know you know a thousand seventy six to be exact. Number twelve all time in playoff receptions seventy. Fourteen, uh, fourteen all time in receiving yards over thirteen thousand. Thirteen number all time in playoff yards over a thousand. Uh, Eighty two career uh, touchdowns. That's twenty fifth. Oh, four. You number fourteenth in in NFL history in playoff touchdowns with eight. So. I mean, you probably know the numbers anyway. I just want to read them out to you. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I tell you this, but we gonna see. But I hope, I definitely hope you get in there, cause heck, <clears throat> you know how we, me and Pat done had this conversation with quite a few guys who who still been waiting. That process is a bit, you know, it's a bit iffy. I think they should allow people who played in the era with that said player to be able to be in the room and you mention this name, this guy's name, and the guys he played against and played with. Mm-hmm. Is he a Hall of Famer? Raise your hand. Like when you people who have the the, the deciding factor never played against uh, Anquan Bowden, never played against a Patrick Peterson, never played against a Fred Taylor. They don't know what kind of dogs was out there. Like I so, agree. I think you know what I'm saying. It's a bit flawed. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I there's dudes that should be in that that aren't in. Mm-hmm. There's dudes that uh, shouldn't be in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got in there. So like, like you said, I think 
if you ask the people who they played against, those are the ones who tell you like, hey, bro, like, yeah, man, dude was a, he was a dog. Like he was a beast, you know what I'm saying, on the field. So like, I think anytime you have something like that, and I know, you know, they have their writers or whatever, yeah. but like people can hold personal vendettas. Like you, you look at somebody like T.O. Uh-huh. Come on, bro. Like, yeah. how you make T.O. wait that long? Like, no question. No I question. Mean, and, and you ask anybody that he played against. Yeah, you already know what the answer would be. No oh, for real. Yeah. yeah. Bro, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, everywhere he went, you know what I'm saying? He balled out. So, like, yeah, I think it's a little skewed. That's why for me, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't put that much emphasis on it. If it's, yeah. if it's done, then great. If not, you know what I'm saying? I shoot, I'm still gonna live like that. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Well, we definitely hope you should get in there. You definitely have the stats to back it up. So only time will tell. Uh, now we're gonna transition to the superlative part of our show. Granted, you handle bump and run easy in your career. So we're gonna try to put some pressure on you. We want your honest, unbiased answer for this first question. Top five wide receivers of your era. Yeah. Era? Your era. And you played, you played, you I played in there. Yeah. I played, I played in a couple of different areas. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got give me top your top five. Uh, that's tough, bruh. Yeah, you yeah, you played in the air where it was some go-getters too. Yeah. I'ma just name some dudes. <clears throat> okay, that's cool. That's you cool. Got my running mate fits. Mm-hmm. You got T.O. Mm-hmm. You got Tory Hope, Isaac Bruce, mm. who yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. bro, them boys were some dogs. Like, when I first got in the league, like I used to watch film on these dudes. Like, yeah, them boys was um, <laughs> it was that boy. I'm talking yeah. about them twenty yard digs. <laughs> oh my god, to a team, bro. I'm talking yeah. about they was you had uh, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, mm. you know what I'm saying, in Indy. Them boys was tearing it up. Shoot, I played in the air with like Keenan McCardell yeah. Um, yeah. and Jimmy Smith. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I caught Jimmy my rookie. Yeah, I still have bad nightmares <laughs> from that. <laughs> I played. I played in the air with like Steve Smith. Mm. Yeah. It was some man. I played. I played in the air with some dogs, bro. Like yeah. And you know what would been crazy? Speaking of Steve Smith, because you didn't play with Steve Smith from Baltimore, right? Nah, we missed each other. And if you two was on the same team. Oh, no, that wouldn't even been fair. <laughs> that wouldn't even been fair. Two dudes got kind of the same attitude oh and mentality. No. It had been fights out there. It, you had to fight. <laughs> every week. <laughs> every every week, week, you already know. You just second there. you like, man, we're going to have to fight. For real, for real. <laughs> yeah. I got a uh, second question for you. Best <laughs> corner matchup rivalry in your career? Best cornerback? Yep. Rivalry in your career, the one you, you saw in the corner, you consider a rivalry. Man, I don't know if I actually had like a rivalry with anybody. Um, mm. I played against some good corners, man. I'm, I played against like Champ Bailey, yeah, yeah. you played against some dogs too. Um, yeah, <laughs> played against like Aeneas Williams. Oh, yep. Um, played against you know Woodson, Charles, yeah, like. I played against man. I played against some good corners, man. Um, that you have, no question. I got another another tough one for you, man. You played with some outstanding quarterbacks. Give me your top three. Top three quarterbacks that you played with that threw you passes. Um, or just pure talent alone. Like you know, I don't care how long you played with them. The top three quarterbacks you played with. Top three, I would say, Kurt, Kurt Warner, Flacco. 
and uh, Matt Stafford. Yeah, yeah, Matt was yeah. Matt got a cannon. Yeah. Matt, Matt is Matt gonna show a lot of people how good he is this year, bro. Um, I, I remember you told heck he already jumped out the gate bro, week yeah. one. Dudes be sleep, but he's with somebody. He's he's in a situation where he has he has the weapons. He has coaching a defense. Yeah, and he, he has an offensive minded coach, bro. He gonna light the league up. I'm telling you, bro. I've been saying, I think me and Matt talked about this as well. Like, I, you know, obviously he get a lot of, you know, heat off, you know, being in Detroit, not making a playoff, this, that, another. But I said he around some real dudes now and some real yeah. some coaches that's going to be able to put him in, in position to be successful. Because we all know he got a cannon, obviously throwing for, you know, 4,500 every year that he's been in the league. But now he around some real dudes to really flourish his talent. So I agree with you. I, he's definitely going to light it up this year. Um, my last question for you before we let you go. We all know we lost a, a great one in the uh, college football world. Uh, give us your favorite favorite Bobby Bowden story. <laughs> Man, there's a bunch of those. Uh, probably probably the uh, the best one, man, when, when we was playing in um we was playing in the Sugar Bowl. When he he pulled me, he told me to go to the quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, so <laughs> so we 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 start out this game, first of all, um, we had AD got suspended. Yep. We had Chris Ricks couldn't play because- He wasn't he, eligible. Yeah, he, he something with, uh, with final or something. So yep. he couldn't play. So going in, in the week, we had Fabian, Fabian- um, Walker. Walker going in as the starting quarterback. Mind you, Fabian hadn't played. Did he play that year? Nah, not really. Nah, he didn't yeah, really, play. really play that year. But Fabian actually, Fabian actually came in with me. Um, mm, he was like a top quarterback too. Yeah, out of uh, America's Georgia. Georgia. Yep. But he wasn't eligible when we signed, so I think he did like a year or something, like at a JUCO or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he came in the following year. I think he came in with y'all. So um, Chris Ricks, AD, and then Fabian. Mind you, I haven't played quarterback. And I don't know how long, bro. Like, so yeah, you, you didn't even practice at quarterback that week. No, nah, I didn't practice. So, like, yeah. we in the game and we go down and I scored the first touchdown on like a um a slanting out. So mm-hmm. I catch the touchdown, you know, everything going good or whatever. And then I think Fabian throw two interceptions back to back. Bomb, bomb. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm on the sideline, you know, everybody like, all right, all right. Coach Brown said, uh, Q. Got to go in there. I'm like, <laughs> go in where? <laughs> he said, we need you. He said, uh, you know, Fabian is throwing to the other team too much. He said, <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, you know, um, if 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 you see Anquan, if you see one of their players open, you know what I'm saying, just just throw it in the direction of Anquan and he'll go get it for you. Mm-hmm. Like, look like that's not working, so you got to go to quarterback. <laughs> I'm like, quarterback, but I ain't played quarterback and I don't know how. <laughs> so he's looking at me like, hey, you all we got, so just make it. <laughs> so what did, did they simplify the offense for you when you went in? What, no, how bro. Did... bro, they got me out there making checks. They got me out there calling <laughs> out the mic. I got to call the fronts and everything, bro. <laughs> hey, the high school quarterback uh, skill set came in handy at some point. No question. <laughs> <laughs> no question out there playing quarterback with a wide receiver face bass. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just, hey, 
And back, you know, back then we was playing in the Sugar Bowl, yeah. you know, straight Astro turf. Oh, that real turf. It wasn't no Bruh. field turf. Yeah, we had on sneakers out there. Bruh. Yeah, we had on sneakers out there. Man, that Georgia game was fun though. But you're right, man. We we got we was behind the eight ball. All them turnovers, them picks. <laughs> Can't oh, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Well, AQ, man, we appreciate you joining us here. All things covered. Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden, man, definitely a fun conversation uh, with the future Hall of Famer. Let's go ahead and throw that out in the universe right now. That's Let correct. that manifest. Yeah, get that get that train rolling because you will be eligible next year for the very first time. So let's see exactly what the Hall of Fame committee do. But no question, you have the numbers and you definitely have the hot tape to back that honor. And hopefully it works in your favor. But man, appreciate you joining us here. All things covered, man. Uh, oh, I can't, I, I can't forget. It's not just about who you've been on the football field, but you've been doing some great things in the community as well, especially down there in your hometown. Uh, you want to give us a little insight about some of the things you've been doing? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I've had my foundation since uh, I think 2004. Um, we worked with underprivileged kids, um, Q81 Foundation. Um, and then we have the Anquan and Dion Bolden Scholarship um, Foundation. Um, we actually do uh, scholarships for graduating seniors each year, um, $10,000 scholarships um, mm -hmm. each year for graduating seniors. And then, of course, uh, help co-found the Players Coalition which is tackling social justice issues um, mm -hmm. around the country. Um, so yeah, man, keeping me busy, bro. That's yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man, big time things. And also too, you were helping people in your community get vaccinated as well. Oh yeah, man, that's that's important, bro. Um, yeah. Especially here in Florida, man, We our, our ICUs are, are filled, um, you know, with, with people dealing with COVID. I know, man, I, I, I turned on the TV Opening week, man, uh, college football, and I'm seeing like a hundred thousand people in the stand. Yes, sir. I'm like, bro, we act like COVID ain't even. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but you know that that's part of it, man. But you yeah. know, just make sure you, you staying safe, man. Make sure you taking care of yourself, cause and it's actually real, man. I, I went on vacation this summer, and while I'm on vacation, man, four people in my community passed away from COVID. So. Wow. No, that's real. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Well, man, man, shout out to everything that you've been doing in the community. Uh, difference making, not just on the football field, but off the football field as well. And, man, appreciate you yes, joining sir. us here. All things covered. So, man, appreciate y'all boys having me, man. And yes, sir. Good luck this, this week, P. I appreciate it, baby. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.